On today's episode of The Breakaway, Sacramento Republic play-by-play announcer Rob McAllister, who's been on this podcast many times, breaks down Saturday's win. We talk about, I don't know, just about everything, uh, including what Sacramento's plan is going into the Los game Saturday and then going into the Big Galaxy match the following Tuesday. How we think LA Galaxy is going to approach it, what they will do in this match, um, and much, much more. So that's all coming up on today's episode of The Breakaway. If you missed it, Brand new third kit launched today, City of Trees kit. Go to sacrepublicfc.com slash C-O-T to check it out. You can grab yours online, check out the videos, the pictures, and much more on our social media channels. Uh, really excited about that. Our uh, creative team did an incredible job. I'm excited to rock that on Saturday. And you want to get yours now to make sure you have it in time for Saturday's match. We are going to have a couple surprises on this podcast coming up later this week. Uh, tomorrow and Thursday, so stick tuned to this channel. You'll get those first, and they will be all over social media as well. We appreciate your support, um, and we are uh, excited to continue to grow this podcast as much as we can. All right, excited for this episode. Hope you guys will enjoy it. It's coming up next. Visit our friends at VJB Cellars in the heart of the Sonoma Valley and feel as though you've stepped into an Italian piazza. Taste award-winning Italian varietals, enjoy authentic wood-fired pizzas, and finish your visit with a scoop of gelato. A perfect way to spend your day and only a quick 90-minute drive from Sacramento to a slice of Italy in the Sonoma wine country. Visit vjbcellars.com or give us a call to plan your visit today. Grow your business with Citizens Business Bank. Since 1974, Citizens Business Bank has created banking relationships by focusing on their customers and helping them achieve more for their businesses, their employees, and the communities they serve. Choose a team that can help you achieve your goals by visiting cbbank.com to learn more. Citizens Business Bank member FDIC. At Oak Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Student advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much, much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. All right, let's do it. Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. Bandit in the box! Unbelievable strike! My goodness, what a defensive play! Half the crowd can't even believe it! Fresh off of a 2-0 win, uh, Rob McAllister with a great call on Saturday night. How are you, man? Uh, it's got to be feeling nice after a, a, another shutout and a, one of the biggest, best wins of the year. Uh, it was such a fun win. A complete performance by the guys from the first kick. You know, I don't think we've seen that. I think there's ways to work in, but they were immediately on top of Detroit City. And I think that set the tone for the entire match. And I don't think they ever recovered from that. I mean, I think they... Sacramento took it to Detroit immediately, and it was hard for Detroit to get any kind of rhythm, and they just couldn't do it. And it feels like, you know, we've talked about how important it is to, like, get some momentum, right? When is this team going to put it together? When is this team going to, you know, get on the same page? It feels like we're starting to hit that point. We saw it, like, a lot in that San Jose earthquake game. We've seen glimpses. This was the first time it felt like for the most, the majority of the game, they had put it together. They were on the same page which obviously bodes well because it's June. There's still, what, 
little over half the season remaining. Um, they got a few games in hand over teams above them in the standings. Um, so it's a great, it's a great spot to be in for Sacramento. They, they don't want to peak early. You've mentioned that many times on the, on this podcast, on the broadcast. Um, so it's, it's exciting times. And I think, um, coming off one of the best performances of the year, the guy's got to be feeling good heading into this next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think we our, our expectations for this team is obviously incredibly high, but if you look back since April 30th, they've allowed two goals. Two. Is that two goals in eight games, right? In eight games. And they were, you know, one's off a set piece of mistake. And another one is highly controversial in Oakland, yep. which shouldn't have been a PK. So let's just call it one actual goal. And that was on a set piece. So, I mean, it, we talked about the broadcast, but, you know, Vidiello in the back three and everybody, though, I, it's always a group effort. I think that's one thing is that goalkeepers get too much credit, not enough credit at times. And I think that, the whole back line as a unit and, you know, defensive mid, if that's part of your formation, don't get enough credit either. And I think that this team though has defensively as an entire unit played really well. And I think, you know, it's easy to look at stats and go, Oh, back three with VDL had an amazing game on Saturday. I don't think they played bad. I don't think they were much of a factor. And I think that's a good thing because you know why? Keko was brilliant. And yep. he came out of the gate and he decided he was going to play a certain way. Douglas Martinez was right there with him. Roro was there. And it allowed for Felipe and LaGrasa to get further up. And you saw them have a, a fantastic match. So the ball never really got to that back three in Vidiello because the attack and the press was so high and, and so vigilant each and every possession that it was sort of an off night. And I mean that not bad night. I mean, like they were able to relax a little bit. I mean, I think we called each of, you know, Lee, Connor, and Dan's name maybe once or twice. That's a really good thing. I, I Great. We, we don't want to have them be, you know, peppered with opportunities every single match. So I give a lot of credit. I think the press was brilliant. Yeah, we haven't seen that in Mark Briggs' time. I know it's what the way he's done to play. And we've seen a compact very disciplined team now for eight games and you know they haven't all been wins but again two goals one that you had a mental lapse on so i i love it i love what this team is right now yeah i mean arguably maybe one of the hottest teams in the league i mean if you look um at the at the standings you can make the case i want to talk about Kecko for a little bit rob because he started out the season really well he scored that goal um, I think on opening night in the three, one win. Uh, and then he had that, he, you know, he was playing well. I thought he was going to be one of the guys that we saw in the 11 for the majority of the year had that lapse in RGV. And I think that kind of part of the reason he, he was pulled out of the lineup, but when he's out there and he's playing well, it seems like there he's, he's a guy that has to be in the, in the best 11 and, and a part of the attack. And as you mentioned, his ability to press really hard allows those defensive midfielders to step forward. What have you, it's interesting to see like how he's kind of changed a little bit throughout this season, but it seems like he scored obviously on Saturday using that confidence, riding high. I, I would imagine it's going to be important to cog, maybe not necessarily going into Saturday. And we'll talk about this, but going into that, you know, big, the LA galaxy first team match on Tuesday. Yeah. So I don't think you need Keiko for 90 minutes. And I think if mm. the way I, I could seem that there was going to be a plan, say, you know, kind of give me 60, 70, where we're good, you know? So you have such a deep bench. 
So if he can play like that for 60 or 70, the game might already be decided by that point. And so I love it. I know it's hard to go 90 that way. I don't think you could play sure. 90 for, I don't think anyone can really play 90 minutes that way, but you know, cause even when Uther Archimed came in, Douglas Martinez dropped back, right? Like, so he wasn't running as pressing as high as he was in the first 60 plus minutes. So I think if he can give you that, you have Nick Ross, you have Emil Quayle, you have Zika Lewis, you have so many other options. And you think about even Duke Quad, Dami Villadere, you know, Dami, you can put in a lot of different positions as well. So you have so much in the tool shed right now for Sacramento that I don't think you need to necessarily worry about guys going full 90. You need to, you need an excellent 60, 70. And I think you're going to see what, more of what we saw against Detroit. So going into the next few weeks, uh, Keko, in the way that he's pressing, paired with the way that Roro and himself seem to be on a, the same page. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just a chemistry there that was very apparent a few weeks ago. Yep. And it's only getting better. And, you know, I like the aggressiveness that we're seeing from them. You know, when you're going to be aggressive, take outside shots. We saw this couple from Kecko. You probably go, ah, you maybe had one more pass in you. But you can't then be upset when you don't score two or three goals. You have to be aggressive. And I think Kecko did that. I think Roro did that. Obviously, Dami's goal up for a goal of the week. Yeah. So I just, I love that trio right now. I think it's a really good trio in the midfield moving forward with Douglas Martinez up top. Well, and we talked about it a little bit last week with, uh, with John Morrissey, uh, about those, the, what taking those longer shots does. And he, he pointed out that it gives you more options and it feels like Sacramento's really made a, um, an effort to be a threat from outside the 18 and make defenders have to guard them on ball. Um, and we've seen the, the benefits of that. I want to ask you, Rob, the next couple games. So we got, this is a weird type. You play LA, the Los Dos Saturday and then LA Galaxy on Tuesday. Ironic that it, it ended up this way. Um, but going into these next two games, obviously the Open Cup quarterfinal game, Sacramento has never gotten this far in the quarterfinal. It's or in the Open Cup, one of the biggest uh, games in club history. What's the strategy going into this Saturday's game? Do you give guys rotation minutes, bring in some academy players to get minutes, and then maybe if it's tight going into the last you know, 20, 30, then bring guys, the starters kind of off the bench and try and get three? What's What do you think the strategy is going into the Saturday? Well, this is the truth. The team is deep this year. Yep. So you can say you're bringing in guys who aren't getting a lot of minutes, but these are good players. So they should win. And Mark, should, I think going to have that mentality. Like, look, there's going to be guys getting some minutes here. This isn't a reflection of, who you are is a reflection of an opportunity to show me why you should maybe be in the 11 or be in this 18 week in and week out. So you'll probably see more Rafa Hadagi. You'll see um, a couple of guys, uh, probably Ferdy Sosa, who I really love. Like, I, I think he's a fantastic player yeah. and he's just buried behind a very good, probably the best defensive unit right now in the league. So, right. Uh, you know, you just, you have guys who I think you can play Emil Quayle is probably going to get an opportunity. And, and we saw with Roro, I mean, I, to kind of see the tea leaves, I guess, is that he was, you know, about one yellow card away from having that one game suspension and said, like, it's not terrible if he gets it here in Detroit because he's probably not going to play Saturday anyway. Yeah. Not only because you're playing a Saturday, when you're playing a Saturday, Tuesday, like that's just not right. going to happen where you're going to have guys uh, go for very long, even if they're going to play Tuesday. So why not get it then? Because then you face Monterey and if you picked it up in Monterey and now he's out for Colorado Springs, it's a massive game. So yeah. Uh, Perfect. It was brilliant. And I, there was obviously, uh, you could see the smiles from Mark Briggs and, and Roro. And I, I don't know if Roro tried to get one earlier in the game, maybe not, but he definitely 
you know, taking off your socks and you moving your shin pads. Like the, that's absolutely going to be yellow. And I think the referee knew it was happening too, but uh, so that was a long way to get to this. I just think it's going to be opportunities for guys. And if you're Rafa, if you're Malik, if you're Luther, keep making a case of, of why you should play. And, um, you know, even Nick Ross, we're trying to get him back healthy, right? You know, he, he's kind yep. of still on limited minutes. So you'll probably see some Nick Ross as well. And Nick Ross, you know, anchored one of the best midfields in all of USL last year. So I mean, it's not, you're not going to young, a bunch of academy players who have never seen the light of day. You're probably going to go to some veterans and maybe sprinkled in with a Tiago Suarez or, or the like. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm curious. And I, I'm also, because you mentioned, obviously, Roro not playing, um, which great call on your part to pick that out. I think you picked it out right away before we even saw the tea leaves with the smiles <laughs> and everything after. So great call on your part. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see who, who is going to be that creator in the midfield with Roro not in the lineup. Um, Cause I think that has been such an impact for Sacramento. He's probably the best creator on the team. I don't, I don't even actually think it's a case, but it's going to be interesting to see who fills in that role. And like you said, there's a lot of guys who are going to be fighting because they do want to get in the 11 and it's a good opportunity for them to show out. I mean, if Sacramento can win Saturday and feel like they have, you know, full health and, and um, not, you know, use their main guys going into Tuesday, that would be three straight wins, nine points, in three games, um, it would be massive. And then huge momentum going into uh, Tuesday, which is obviously a big, big game. Let's, uh, I want to ask, because we were talking about it before we started, where I was, when we, I wanted to do this with you last time, because you're a little bit of a Republic historian, just because you've been around since the beginning, you know, all this stuff uh, you've done, I don't know, 97% of Republic games, probably, probably higher yeah. than that. It's like 99% yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, where does this one rank as far as, the, the open cup game next Tuesday, as far as biggest games in club history. Cause you know, you got the open cup game with earthquakes, yeah. which is big, the championship, but where does this one rank for you? Yeah, I think it's hard. I, mean, I think 2014 was so magical because you didn't expect 20,000 at Hughes stadium. That's exactly what you found. And then you had this momentum that kept going in the playoffs. You know what Rodrigo Lopez did against Los Dos was incredible. You know, a, a hat trick. So it, I think looking back, so I don't, I think that game was big then. I don't think it was as big going in as it was coming out. Right. Uh, Obviously championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, so that miracle of Bonnie will always live in infamy for that reason, because of the performance and, and the way being down two nothing and half, I mean, it's incredible. So that, that's, you know, how you rank things, obviously championship. But it, I think for most people, actually, that match is number one. Championship's almost number two. I think going into this, why? I mean, how can this not be? To be in, in the top final four after, what, 103 clubs started this U.S. Open Cup run and we're, you know, kind of the last few standing for the chance to Champions League? I mean, come on. <laughs> so uh, maybe not the biggest ever yet, but, you know, you're getting there and, you're getting eyeballs on Sacramento again saying, man, this club just continues to perform. And I think this team is not afraid the way they play against Detroit played against Phoenix, the way they played against San Jose. I mean, what Keko was doing on Saturday was MLS level, right? That's what MLS and midfielders do. They go at you, they press you, they continually make it difficult for you. Roro has MLS skill. He's played in MLS, of course, La Liga, yeah, I mean, excuse me, uh, Liga MX. And so you have guys who have played at the top level. So to me, this is a, a matchup that's going to be not only a great one, but it should be high expectations and it should be ranked as one of the best. And not to mention, you're going, I'm going. Oh, yeah. Moffitt's going. 
uh, a lot of people are going, which is great. What's uh, I'm excited to, uh, to be able to just see you and Moffitt watch the game as fans. It's going to be great. Just yell, just yeah. <laughs> yell at the referee now. Uh, yeah, we're excited. You know, I've got friends down in LA and I've, they're all coming Going to dress them in old glory red. So we're excited. It's going to be a fun night. And uh, when it was funny, I first invited the guys, some of them were like, oh, it's going to be great. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, we'll definitely come. And they'll be like, oh, cool to see you work. I'm like, oh, I'm not working, man. We're going to be having fun. We're going to, yeah. we're going to tip a few back and we're going to, we're going to be yelling and screaming and we're going to have a great time. So I, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be a fantastic night. And, you know, while Sacramento obviously would hope to have this at home, here's the great thing. When they win on Tuesday against LA Galaxy, they have a chance to have a home game again. Yep. So there, there is still an opportunity for that. So let's uh, let's get a big one in Carson. I, I'm excited to be down there. and It'll be fun to hang out with you in a game because we're always working. I know. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited yeah. to see. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously the game's going to be massive, uh, but to, to, to be able to enjoy it as like kind of kind of like we've never really had, we've gotten to really. Um, should be a lot of fun. Um, lastly, we have to mention Saturday's match will be on Fox 40. Um, and it's an important one, right? I mean, we want to take quickly a look at the USL championship, uh, standings. Uh, the, the East coast took a beating this weekend from the West coast, by the way, um, on a couple of those games. I saw, I think, well, Hartford's not very good, but they got beaten up a little bit by, uh, I think San Diego. Um, but the East is very top heavy, right? And so the the points are really hard because you look at, you know, Charleston, Hartford, Atlanta, New York. I mean, they're all single digit, you know, I guess Atlanta has 10 points, but where, where the West doesn't have a single team in single digit points. Yeah. Yeah. And that bottom is, is, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Um, but Sacramento has, a, a three games in hand over El Paso, who's in fourth. And really yeah. now there's nine points separating 10 points, separating the first and the, the one through eight. So what yeah. it felt like Colorado and San Antonio were kind of running away with the top. Um, but now it feels like it's a little bit closer and there's a lot of opportunities. Sacramento playing Colorado in a couple of weeks. They beat San Antonio a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see which of these teams start to move up. I, I do think, um, Sacramento has a chance. I mean, you called El Paso early in the season, even after they were struggling, um, they've been on fire, well, but yeah. how are you feeling about the way this team is, uh, matching up in the, in the West of the USL championship? So, yeah, I th- and I think El Paso is good. I actually have been a little bit down on El Paso last couple games. I don't know. They just haven't looked as good to me. And I, you know, I think they're losing some players. I think Diego Luna has yeah. gone. Right. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they have it to withstand the rest of the year. So we'll see, um, how that shapes out for them. You're right. I mean, 16 games, you know, compared to our 13 with, you know, two, only two points ahead. So it's always hard to look at the standings this time of year. You know, San Diego's the top, but uh, there's no doubt about it. Colorado Springs is probably the best in the West. You know, I think San Antonio has had some big games, big moments, and they've, they've showed some real grit and determination. Uh, I'm sure to see when they start to face some challenges, what happens, right? And so right. when you hit adversity, things things aren't as fun and not as cheery, not everyone's smiling. So, you know, if they don't, but yeah, I, I would, to me, Colorado Springs, San Antonio, San Diego, and Sacramento are your top four. I don't think it's any question. I don't think Phoenix is going to make the playoffs, by the way. I was just going to ask you about them. They're not. I, I just, they're, they're too erratic. I mean, they're like LA Galaxy too, but Los Dos has an, a reason. They have, they're moving guys up and down. They're, they're changing a lot. You know, they got young guys trying to develop. Of course, they're going to have games where they beat Louisville City 4-3, and they're going to lose 4 nothing. And that's just going to happen with, with low stokes. Yeah. But Phoenix looks lost, and they've got, you know, one guy basically seemingly doing. I don't I don't see how they get in. I think Oakland's in. 
or if Las Vegas can turn it back on again, uh, maybe RGV is, you know, we thought RGV was going to be pretty rough this year. They've actually taken down some pretty big teams. I mean, they've been yeah. able to just hang in some games. So I don't think Phoenix makes it. I mean, let's wow. have a big turnaround and let's have a big I signing. It. I just, I don't think they're in. I, I just have not, they do not look good. They, they look, um, they just look bad. I don't know how else to say that. They don't look like they're a, a club that's, that enjoys spending time together and you can see it on the field. Well, they're minus six in goal differential. They've lost seven games. They've won seven games, but that is third worst in the West as far as in the loss column. So definitely interesting. I should ask before we, before we let you go, how do you think LA galaxy plays these next two games, the Saturday, Tuesday, like what, what do they do? Do they, I mean, do they, I'm assuming they're going to bring their, their full, their full roster on Tuesday, but do they try out some guys in low stoves? Do they maybe try some tactics that they think might work on Tuesday? How do you think they play it? Well, I think the system will be the same, but I think you're right. I think they're going to try to see, okay, what maybe potentially works. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know at how important is Open Cup to them. It seems like it is. They went right. full against LAFC, and I think they do not want to lose to a USL side. I, I think you're going to get a very aggressive team. They're going to think, look, this may be good, but I think they're going to say we have the better athletes, we have the better players. We're we're going to go at them. And so I would expect an aggressive match, sort of how LA plays anyway. So I, I think it's going to be – at a much different level. I don't think you're, I don't think the younger guys can play at that level. So even despite the truth you want to do at low stoves, you can't quite do that yet. You don't have the you know, coordinated group to, to pull it all together. But I think for MLS side, it, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a heavyweight battle. <laughs> so, you, so again, I don't, what look, what looks like on the pitch on Saturday? I don't know. Cause what is Republic doing? I mean, are they going to do exactly or does Marco, Hey, I want to rest some more. Maybe I'm going to go to a back four. I, I don't know. It's a great chess game. I love it. Yeah. Uh, LA plays Portland at two o'clock at home on Saturday. I'd be interested to see what they, what they do roster wise on both of those games. I think that'll yeah. be great. We're going to have um, Alicia Rodriguez who used to cover the Republic on Monday to talk about some of these things. She covers the galaxy. So that'll be fun to hear from her, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, couple great weeks coming up, Rob. We're going to have some fun Saturday and then have probably Sorry. even more fun Tuesday when we, uh, we get to, uh, you know, be spectators. I love it. And Alicia's fantastic. Probably one of the best soccer journalists in the country. I mean, she really doesn't get enough totally. to it. And she, you know, um, she could probably be writing for some big time outlets if she probably wanted to be. So she, yeah. she's definitely great. Uh, that'll be fun. Looking forward to that and looking forward to getting a couple of wins. Keep uh, maybe a perfect June. That's what I'm looking for, Connor. Ooh, wow. I, I think it's on the table and you could, you know, that the Colorado Springs game is in July, essentially it's on the first, but. I don't see any reason why Republic can't sweep June here. Man, that would be awesome. It's, it's getting fun, Rob. It's getting fun. We're about midway through, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Saturday, Fox 40, a 8 p.m. kickoff. Rob will be there. All right. Thanks, Rob. We appreciate you, man, and we'll see you Saturday. I'm excited. Let's go. Two L.A. teams in a row. Two wins in a row. I'm pumped up. Let's go. Thanks, Rob. Our thanks to Rob McAllister for jumping on the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow and Thursday with two brand new episodes uh, heading into Saturday's match. And then we'll be back again later, uh, right before the Tuesday match. We'll preview that. So a lot coming up uh, on this podcast feed. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, we appreciate your support. Please rate, review, subscribe, and follow. And as always, go Republic!